Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Confidence Project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hill, and this podcast is all about life and dating and relationships and navigating this intoxicatingly tricky world that we are all in. I want to bring you humor. I want to bring you fun. I want to bring you practical advice that you can apply right away in your lives and your dating lives and in your relationships. So thank you all for tuning in. I look forward to bringing you another episode. What are we waiting for? Let's get started. Of the self-confidence project. I'm your host, Kimberly. And today I want to do an episode. I've done episodes similar to this in the past. Uh, but today I really want to address a bit of anxiety when it comes to dating. And in today's show in particular, I just want to share four tips. I mean, there's more than four tips, obviously. There's more than four strategies to deal with anxiety. But four tips that I want to share on, you know, maybe what you can be thinking about and maybe how you can deal with the anxiety that comes with dating and opening yourself up to finding love. It's so common that the clients I work with, just the people I know in life are experiencing such high levels of anxiety today. What's driving this is just a number of factors um, of, you know, today's society as well as the comparison culture we're in. But more and more people are being raised in homes that are you know, not, not the ideal environments. And therefore, many of us are, you know, having adult experiences where we're really noticing our anxious attachment styles from our childhood becoming ever so apparent. So today, I'm just going to share four tips on how you can deal with some of the anxiety that's coming up with dating. But before I dive into that today, of course, if you're brand brand new listening to this podcast, welcome. You know, my name is Kimberly. I'm a men's life dating and relationship coach, and I support good-hearted men to, you know, enjoy the dating process, feel more confident in it, attract the right types of women, and go on to have deeply loving and healthy relationships. So, you know, if you're new to this show, or maybe you've come across my content on my website, or maybe YouTube these days, or or perhaps it's through my social media and some of my content's been resonating with you and you're thinking, well, maybe I could reach out or maybe it's time for me to get support in this area. Um, Well, firstly, I just want to welcome you to book a complimentary call with me. I'm a very low pressure type person. It's really just an exploration on a phone call to see if coaching is the right modality for you. So you can just, you know, change the patterns that are holding you back in love. Stop attracting the wrong types of people to you. Um, you know, learn the the little slight little changes that maybe need to be made in, in terms of how you're showing up. So you can just get the results that you want when it comes to love. You know, a lot of people are finding great compatible partners out there. A lot of people are putting in the right kind of energy to maintain loving relationships. But, you know, sometimes we need a little guidance on how to get there and what that looks like. So I definitely want to just, you know, encourage you if you've been thinking about maybe trying out a coach for some time and the content that I put out there resonates or strikes a chord with you, then, you know, please feel free to book that complimentary uh, discovery call where we're going to talk about, you know, what's kind of holding you back, how you can begin to overcome it and see whether or not coaching is right for you. Now, for those of you that enjoy this, uh, this podcast, uh, just want to remind everyone that I started a brand new YouTube channel as well. I think it's been live for a couple months now. So there's weekly videos going out there around, you know, similar topics to the podcast, but Mm, you know, we're, we're, we're talking different things here than I am on that uh, channel. So if you enjoy the podcast content, you'll definitely enjoy the YouTube video content um, and would really love for 
uh, you to head over there and subscribe and support me on that medium as well. Now, let's get back to four tips to deal with anxiety. So the first thing I want people to think about when they're experiencing anxiety in the dating process is to spend a little bit of time with some self-reflection on understanding what triggers you. Okay, so first and foremost, if we want to work with the anxiety that we experience, we, we have to understand what triggers it in particular, because not everything is going to trigger your anxiety, but some things definitely will. So for example, if you're you know, you've matched with someone online, or maybe you've been introduced to someone and, and you're going on a date, you've had a date, maybe you've had a second date, maybe you're even on the third or fourth date, right? So feelings are developing, you're spending more quality time with this person, but you're starting to notice you're feeling really anxious about it. Okay, you're feeling really triggered. Well, why are you triggered? Is it because this individual responds to your text slowly? Is that triggering for you? Does that make you doubt your worthiness in that dating experience? If you are dating someone and you know that they've got plans to go out with their friends and maybe you're not invited because you're not quite there in the relationship yet, does that trigger your anxiety? Does it make you feel like, uh oh, this person is out there forming a connection with someone else or I feel like I'm going to be abandoned in this situation? Like, is that triggering for you? Or do you find that when you first meet someone and they're really complimentary and potentially really affirming of like how beautiful you are or handsome you are, or who you are, but then you, you know, notice that starting to happen less and less, does, does that trigger you the not getting the validation that you enjoy receiving? Or, you know, perhaps it's, you're perceiving that rejection is coming and you notice someone's maybe pulling back a little emotionally or, your, your dates aren't happening at the same cadence and frequency. So you perceive, okay, maybe rejection is upcoming. So your, your anxiety is triggered at this point, right? Anything that creates this uncertainty in your mind, or did you have maybe your first conflict with this person? And now you're going, oh my gosh, I'm totally triggered. They're leaving me. This wasn't meant to be. You're having these kind of negative thoughts. Um, understand what triggers you in particular, Everybody will be triggered by maybe something different. Maybe some of us are triggered by similar things, but understand what does it for you? What, what creates the feeling shift from, wow, I really like this person. I'm getting to know them to, oh my God, I feel uncertain. I feel unsafe. I feel like I'm going to be abandoned. I feel like this person doesn't like me anymore. I feel unworthy, et cetera, et cetera. So the first tip really to help people understand and start dealing with their anxiety is to really become very aware of what triggers you in particular. Because maybe the slow text replies don't bother you, but them going out with other people does. Or maybe the slow text replies is the thing that drives you the most mad. So understand what is triggering for you, because if you don't understand this, then you're not going to be able to deal with that. You're not going to be able to communicate what you need to someone you're getting to know, right? So first and foremost, spend some conscious time understanding your triggers. Now, maybe the way you understand this is by doing some journaling. 
um, there's an exercise I do with a lot of my clients. Um, it's, you know, usually ends up spanning across two of our coaching sessions to really understand our triggers, uh, as well as the thought processes that we go through when these triggers occur, you know, the uh, reactions and behaviors that we take as a result. And it's a really important exercise so that we can, you know, take ownership of how we're showing up and make different choices. But again, it starts with understanding what, you know, triggers that anxiety for you. Um, so whether that's an exploration you want to try with a coach or you want to journal it out or you want to sit there and just have a conversation with yourself, all these are tools that you can use to gain a little bit of clarity here. So the second tip here is to understand and learn how to manage your anger. Now, there's more than one emotion that arises when we're feeling anxious, but I've noticed with a lot of my clients that and anger starts to build. And anger is a really misunderstood emotion. Anger's, you know, <laughs> anger can sometimes be the emotion we feel that's masking a deep sadness. Sometimes we feel anger because we feel like something unjust is happening, right? If that person is slow texter and doesn't respond to us, we might feel like this is unjust because I'm making the effort to respond quickly to them right? And so perhaps you end up feeling incredibly angry. So what do you do with this anger so that you don't lash out, protest, behave immaturely, ruin and obliterate your chances of being with this person? How do you deal with your anger? Now, oftentimes when it comes to managing anger, we, we have no idea what to do here. So we, you know, we bottle it up inside and then guess what happens? It comes out in a tiny, like tiny little cuts, right? Like death by a thousand cuts. So we get shitty and we lash out and we say rude things and that anger, it comes out in little doses, right? And really when that happens, if that's towards this person that you're getting to know, you're, it's death by a thousand cuts. You'll push this person away because you haven't been able to manage your anger and you haven't been able to effectively communicate what you need in a calm and clear manner. So how does one learn emotional regulation? Well, there isn't a one size fits all answer here. Okay. So some people, you know, when it comes to anger, maybe the whole stillness and meditation and mindfulness is really helpful. Right? Maybe sitting on a meditation pillow, listening to music, you know, doing some breathing exercises, that might, that might really help you process some of that anger. For me, that, that shit doesn't work for me, personally. For me, when I'm feeling angry, I have pent up energy. So going for a really brisk walk, that is helpful for me to, uh, to release the energy. Heading to the gym, uh, doing a workout at home, uh, that movement can be really helpful for me. Now, recently I've also learned uh, about nonlinear movement. And uh, this is a process, uh, for, I'm going to pronounce the name slightly incorrect, Michaela Bohm. Michaela, let me bring it up. The Wild Woman's Way. Um, she is, yeah, Michaela Bohm. She wrote the book, The Wild Woman's Way. 
and she developed this process uh, called nonlinear movement. And as silly as it sounds, it's really about allowing your body to move without trying to create linear movements or rhythm. So if you put a piece of music on and just allow your body to move and contort in whatever way is necessary, you probably look ridiculous, but that is not the point. It's about letting that energy flow through your body. It's letting your body move in the way that it needs to, to process this energy, these emotions that you have. And I have found trying nonlinear movement just in the last month of my life has calmed me down. It's made things feel clear. It's allowed my body to relax when it's feeling tense. So even learning to manage your anger, you know, might include something like this. Um, maybe it includes getting support, right? Maybe it includes going uh, into a men's group or a woman's group and doing an anger ceremony. It's letting your anger out in a healthy way. Maybe it's heading to the batting cage and smashing some balls or, you know, going up to the driving range or, um, you know, hitting a pillow. It doesn't matter. It's about learning to manage your anger in a way that is healthy, right? In a way that is productive for you so that that anger doesn't manifest into other areas of your life and cause you to sabotage something really wonderful that could be in front of you is your anxiety. If you understand that it's a slow text that triggers you, if you then respond to a person in anger, all you are doing is pushing them away. And all that happens here is you repeat the self-fulfilling prophecy of, you know, I'm not good enough. Nobody loves me. And it's, it's because that's not true. People do love you. In fact, this person that you're getting to know is probably enjoying your company, but when our behaviors push people away, people get pushed away, as simple as that. So it's learning to manage your anger when you feel triggered, when you feel anxious. So the third thing here is beginning a very healthy and very supportive self-affirmation practice. So understand your triggers, learn to manage your anger in a healthy way so that you're not lashing out to people. And at the same time, start combating those negative critical thoughts, that inner demon, <laughs> those, uh, the negative Nancy, the quacking duck, whatever you want to call it, those negative thoughts that are chirping in your mind, or even it's just that visceral feeling of not being worthy, begin a healthy supportive self-affirmation practice where you begin to start changing or combating those negative thoughts with soothing self-affirming statements such as I am worthy of love. The right person will come around. I am deserving of a healthy, loving relationship. It's okay to go slow in love. Right? Whatever it is that you need to tell yourself, I am beautiful, I'm handsome, I am great the way I am, I am seeking love in the right places, love will come to me, what, whatever you want to say, right? These are just rolling off my tongue right now. But what is it that you need to hear yourself telling yourself? And a lot of people, they think, oh, it's these don't mean anything. They're not helpful to me. And I go, yeah, of course not. Like initially, you have years and years and years and years of repetitive negative thinking about yourself. 
and about the dating process and about relationships that are not helpful for you. And so saying a positive affirmation one time isn't just going to radically change the way you think about situations or yourself or love, but a continuous practice will help over time. So if you're going to begin a healthy, supportive self-affirmation practice, stick with it. Develop the habit. Learn to say kinder things to yourself because you are either your best friend or your own worst enemy. So begin a healthy, supportive self-affirmation practice. If you want more resources on affirmations, uh, I was introduced to them many, many years ago, but the book by Dr. Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, um, was very helpful for me. And one of the most important points he made in this book that I took away from it, and it's been many years now since I've read it, was not only saying these affirmations, but consciously creating a space to feel what it feels like if you were to love yourself. So the combination of the feeling and the words was what was powerful here versus I'm just worthy of love and saying it in a millisecond and moving on with your day. It's, it's creating a, like even a ceremony for yourself to just sit down and, and give yourself five minutes a day to feel what it would feel like if you loved yourself and your body and if you felt worthy and you told yourself these things, right? We got to do this stuff for ourselves as, as silly as some of it might seem or as hollow as some of it may seem, you know, we, ha we have to put the energy into changing the negativity that many of us um, have cemented into our minds. And the last tip here to dealing with dating anxiety is to slow down. We get so caught up in the highs and the lows of what is called activated attachment. When we meet someone, they like us, we're on cloud nine, they don't text us for four hours, we're, we're as low as we've ever been. These swings of emotions, they're not love. This is an activated attachment system. So slow down, okay? Because when we first meet somebody, we're not in our rational minds. I've said this before on many other shows. I talk about how we are releasing chemicals that literally make us feel addicted to somebody. We feel they can do no wrong. And, you know, our minds are so distracted by them that sometimes we forget to eat and sleep, right? Some of us do. We're so distracted at work thinking about this person. We are really unproductive because we're, we're addicted to them. And, and I get it. And we, we, we chase that feeling, many of us. We're addicted to the, the highs and lows of getting to know somebody, but that isn't love, that's an activated attachment system. So slow down, okay? If you're texting someone every day, don't. If you're going on expecting dates like a couple times a week, don't. Slow down, slow the process down of getting to know someone. Give yourself time to process and deal with your own emotions. Because if you go at supersonic speed, it's likely things are gonna end in supersonic speed as well. So. How can you slow down? Why do you feel there's such a rush for love? So many of us with anxious attachment systems want to rush to the point of commitment because we think that's going to provide us security. But no relationship is certain. Not even couples that get married. Just marriage doesn't equate to we're never going to break up ever. Love is a, is a vulnerable and courageous thing. We have to take a risk. So rushing to the commitment isn't going to make things more secure. 
So slow everything down. Find a way to get to know somebody and focus on things that bring you joy. And even if you're a little distracted or feeling a little anxious, stick with it. Stick with the things that make you feel good. Create a routine for yourself so you can balance getting to know someone, managing your anxiety, and giving yourself the best chance of truly getting to know the other person because you're probably assuming that you already know everything about them and the right person for you when in fact you probably haven't spent nearly enough time getting to know who this person really is. So slow things down. So understand your triggers, learn to manage your anger, start supporting yourself with healthy, positive affirmations and slow down. These are my four tips to help you deal with dating anxiety and the anxiousness that arises when we start to get to know somebody. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. You have a learned behavior and you have to learn how to unlearn that behavior. So be patient with yourself and be kind with yourself. So thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Self-Confidence Project. If you liked today's episode, please leave me a uh, rating and a review uh, wherever you listen to the show. Head over to my YouTube channel and subscribe there as well. And if you are interested in getting some support, around dating, then please feel free to book a complimentary consultation with me. There are limited spots. So if you are thinking about it, I encourage you to dive straight in and I look forward to bringing you all another episode next week. Ciao.